The views expressed in this presentation are expressly those of the presenter and do not reflect the official policy or position of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, the United States Air Force, Department of Defense, or United States government. The CyberCamp Internship in San Antonio is a PDT opportunity that will be held in San Antonio from the 5th of August, 2024 through the 10th of August, 2024. It is due COB 29, April of 2024. If you have any questions, please contact Cadet Dudek for more information. And we're going to keep it 100% faithful for you all. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening worldwide. You are now listening to the hottest we, the Rebel Nation, the Revolution, and the Revolt, and the most hype OFC that you have ever seen. That would be me, Christian the Hype Man Sledge, live from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, Debt 4. We got a spot all up in your detachment, and thank you very much for listening in. Okay, so today... Okay. I want to sit there and talk to you guys about motivation. We're going to hit motivation again, right? I've talked to you guys about this before, but this particular subject is near and dear to me because I specialize in this form of leadership. You know, this is my main claim to fame. I, I, I find myself sharpening this all the time, although I'm naturally good at it. Right. I, I work on it all the time. Right. And the cadets and the people that come to me um, and I, I'm not the super duper expert. I wouldn't consider myself a master. Uh, I would definitely consider myself a practitioner, though, of this form of leadership. And that is leading those who lack motivation. Right. They don't know their purpose. I, I don't you know the people who who don't seem like they're putting in their effort. Um, how do you get them moving, right? And I bring this particular subject up because, and I hope Cadet Hall doesn't mind, I go ahead and rip a page out of your book, but I feel like, you know, Cadet Hall has been on a bender as far as trying to grow himself and trying to, you know, make himself a better person, but not just for himself. He He's literally trying to get people on his shoulders so they can see better than him, right? He's already working on becoming obsolete. So in a good way, right? Because people are standing on his shoulders, they're learning from him. Man, that's a good thing, man. So uh, big ups to him and those like him who are doing the thing. So I just wanted to give him a shout out, but he did come by my office or we were just, you know, I think he ran into me right outside the detachment and he would, you know, he say, look, you know, Captain Sledge, I'm, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a middle of a rut right now. And I said, what's going on with you? And he said, how do I motivate those who don't seem to be motivated themselves um and i was like well we'll break it down a little bit what was going on he's like well 
you know, I just see certain patterns and behaviors in certain folks and, you know, and I try to reach out to them. I try, you know, um, you know, again, I, I want them to be extraordinary and they're just putting in ordinary. And this is not no ordinary organization. We're a league of extraordinary people, right? At least if you want to make it, you got to be extraordinary. And that's the standard. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to coach to, you know, some folks that I'm trying to coach, but it's not getting through. So at least I feel like it's not getting through fast enough or efficiently enough. And I'm just, I'm stuck here and I, I don't know, you know, what to do. And, and I said, you know, okay, cool. So I start asking the battery of questions to kind of figure out, you know, um, how I can help guide him to be a better supervisor. Because this is what this is about, right? I want him to be a better leader. It's not about the unvoted, motivated personnel. We'll get to them later as time progresses. But I want to get to him because he, he wants to figure out how to be a sharp motivator, right? A sharper motivator. And I was like, I got you. I said, okay. I said, what you need to do, right, is sit down with the individual and figure out what motivates them, right? Because people have different motivations. Some people like hardware, right? They, they like to be recognized. They like the hardware. They like the awards. They like the decorations and they like that cool stuff. And that's cool. Like, I'm not judging you. Nobody is, right? That's just what recharges them. They feel appreciate it. Cadet Biosteros already said that. She was like, that's one of the hottest things. They feel like they've been listened to and they feel appreciated, right? She said that in one of the previous shows, right? So I said, you need to sit this person down, let them know one and first and foremost that you care, right? I'm actually spending, what did I say? You're spending time with that person or those people. And you're actually saying, look, um, I'm, I'm interested in what you want. Right. Let's not even talk about the Air Force or, um, you know, any bigger organizations. Right. For those who are in different organizations, let's not even talk about that yet. What do you want? Right. Why? You know, what what makes you tick? Right. Is it you know, you want pats on the back because some people like that. You, you know, do you want, you know, just to, you know, to be told good job. Right. Uh, do you just want some structure in your life? What what is guiding you? Right. That, that recharges you and lets you continue to uh, go on. Because I don't want you to just show up. I want you to show out. Right. I don't want you to give me the ordinary. I'm trying to get you motivated to give me the extraordinary. So I'm having this conversation with with Cadet Hall to, you know, try and sharpen up his leadership skill. Right. And and, and give him some tools to go back with and, and, and go do his thing. Right. And. He, I mean, he's digging it, right? He's, he's got it. He's got it going on. And, you know, I can tell he's like, you know what? That makes sense, right? Let me, let me sit down with this individual, you know, and spend some time with him. I told you all before, okay? Leadership takes time, okay? It does. I am sorry. I am sorry. You might think, uh, you know, if I just give them the instructions and throw it on canvas and, and, and do this and do that and all the information's there, right? That's not enough, all right? I am sorry. That is ordinary leadership, okay? That's what I call regular. That's what I call standard, right? You did your job. Congratulations, right? But 
leaders, their natural baseline, true leaders, their natural baselines to go over, right? We're jumping over that wall, right? So we got to do a little bit extra. We've got to do the providing of information. We've got to sit them down. We've got to individually talk to that individual. Yes, you may have 20 people to talk to. Well, guess what? You got 20 people to talk to. You got 20 individual files. You got 20 individual walks of life, situations, 20 different, you know, avenues of what, you know, turns them on, what activates them, right? You've got to figure it out. And that takes what? It takes time. So you're going to have to figure out how to allot that. I don't have that much time. Sure you do. Sure you do. It requires a little thing that I've talked about before. It requires a little sacrifice. You're going to have to give it up a little bit. Well, Captain Sledge, I, what, I can't do that. You're wrong. I and the other cadre members have 140x cadets and they have 140x files. And you all come to us with different situations. We make the time. Oh, by the way, we have families too. We got to make time for that too, right? So what we're asking for you is not nearly as much as we do. Just take a little time. It requires a little sacrifice. Welcome to the world of leadership. You think it's going to go away when you become second lieutenant? <laughs> no, it gets worse. And as you grow up and grow up and rank up, no, it gets even worse. All right. The challenges and the expectations become greater. So you're going to have to uh, grab a shovel because you're going to get in them trenches and you're going to get a little bit dirty. If you cannot do that, then maybe you, you might want to reanalyze what you're doing because that's all you do. Right. Uh, those who are true leaders will, will get in those trenches and they will work it out. Those who are scared of it will avoid the trenches and it will show. So as I was back to Cadet, you know, Cadet Hall, we having this conversation, man, I really hope you don't mind me talking, you know, you know, that good stuff with you, uh, about you, but you know, this is all good stuff because this person managed to ask me about these leadership things. So I don't mind sharing it and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing it. <laughs> so, uh, long story short, you know, I kind of you know, say, hey, you got to break down, you got to talk to them, you got to, uh, talk to them. You got to let them know that you care and then find out what they care about and then jump in there and, and, and see if what you can work out. Right. Um, maybe you don't have the tools personally, but maybe you can find someone else who has the tools and work can work that out. Right. So Cadet Hall does his thing. He said, man, I appreciate that. Man, I got some tools in the, in the tool chest X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go do that. Right. He ran off and he's happy. Cool. So, this weekend or earlier last week, um, I got a little bit of mentorship myself um, from an individual who runs a mentorship um, organization called ACES out in Maryland. And she hit me with the same kind of question, but she was mentoring me. She said, man, what happens when you want to motivate somebody who, you know, just just sits up in your chair and they leaned on the side and and they they look like they want to be here but they they here for some reason but they don't look it and i said oh man i just had this conversation with Cadet Hall. i got this one because she's my mentor so i'm trying to show her up and, and i'm trying to let her know that i know what i'm talking about so i said i'd sit down with them and try and connect to them she said that's great and all but that's an incomplete answer i said what 
incomplete answer, man. I thought I had her pinned. She said, nah, you, you, you don't have me pinned. I said, what you need to do, and you can't forget to do this, right? They're, they're looking at you. They're sitting there. They are, they're attending for some reason. They're looking for something, but they might not know what that something is. They might not know what's influencing them. You, the most important part, you don't know what's influencing them. So it might not be you. You could be wrong, you know, right? Don't get caught up on yourself, Captain Sledge. You could be wrong, you know? You might not be the one, Neo, right? So I said, okay, I got taken back by that one real quick. And I said, what would you do? She said, have you bothered to ask the individual who inspires them? I said, oh man, that's crazy. So you can't forget that. And I know that's just inherent, but she said, you can't forget that, right? A lot of people... will, you know, are not, you know, because sometimes it is that, you know, or is it, is it, you know, Maxwell? Is it what inspires you? Who, who gets you up in the morning, gets you motivated to do what you need to do? So I, 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 I was taken back by that. I said, man, I got to remember that. I said, I will. I said, I thanked her for that. And I, I put that one in my pocket. And, you know, so in the future, don't forget to ask that individual who's not motivated <laughs> to ask them, who motivates you? Who gets you going in the morning? Who lights your fire? Who provides you purpose with their knowledge? Right? So you can stay. Who's, whose shoulders do you stand on? Right? When you need motivation. All right? So I challenge you guys. Here's my challenge. Right? Is to look for those folks who are, they, they look like they're, they, they're, they attend every day. They attend all the events, but they, 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 they're just attending. They're not they're not extraordinary, right? And you know they have the potential. Sit down with them. Give them your time. Tell them you care, right? And tell them why, right? Remove all organizational issues aside and talk about them. Give them your time and say, hey, who motivates you? Okay, cool. Is it, is it one of, you know, is it Biasteros? Is it Wade? Is it, who is it? Is it, you know, some hip hopper or whatever and and say what is so special about that person and can i manifest that and weaponize that in order to get you your fire ignited how can i turn that into something you can use okay i challenge you guys to give them your time because they're worthy of it like you're worthy of mine of course so i so i challenge you to use those techniques in order to get to somebody and you might be able to ignite them. You might be able to motivate them and they might one day be better than you sooner than you think. All right, three, two, one, let's go. Cool. So with that, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You are listening to, of course, Red Alert again. Shout out to the universe, man, for being alive. Shout out to your divinity, whatever's going on in your life. Look, take a breath in breath out and if you are still here then you are listening to red alert via the debt four in your debt live radio show so hey it is the season finale i'm super hyped to be here so on behalf of the team red alert we would like to say happy holidays we're gonna start off with happy holidays 
Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, everything else in between. What we don't want to hear is bloggers and everybody else saying, you didn't recognize my holiday. You didn't hype up my holiday. Uh, hey, we said happy holidays. We're not going into that. We only go with what we know, and we know to say happy holidays. We don't want to hear it. Don't be hitting us up, okay? So with that being said, you probably already heard me say that Red Alert is here. The crew has finally named themselves. They are Red Alert, and that's what we're going to go with. All right, so they are here. They are ready to pass the tower. So I see them in the powder. They are cleared through Southeast Winds 004. They are cleared to buzz the tower at this time. Liz General here in the house. Hey, Kyle Walbro, you on attack? Fernanda Ballesteros, alive and well. I'll say, wait, yeah, buddy. All right. And of course, not forgetting who's in the engine room throughout this entire endeavor. In marketing, we have Tanya Madrano, Giselle Santa Ana, Felicia Riccafort, and the Queen of Clout herself, Cassidy Batista. And in the control tower and executive production, we have Camilla Valentine, Robert Cooper, Esteban Canales, and Vicky Liu. Of course, we have Wade still in the airspace. Let me know what's going on out there. What's on your mind? Well, Campus Lynch, I am ready for this semester to be over. Let me tell you that. And I know we all are. <laughs> Walbro's ready over there. General's mm -hmm. mad ready. I don't think Amen. there's a person on this planet that's not ready for this break. At least it's in college yeah. or RTC or any of the above. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So after finals and everything, and, you know, we everybody finishes finals and gets our good grades and we finish the semester as we're supposed to, you know, that's our goal. And then it's hardcore 100% break time. And I'll tell you right now, when the winter break hits, it hits hard. So I'm planning on going on vacation, doing all these things and fully checking out of the uh, the airspace because <laughs> it's just, sometimes it's just what you gotta do. And you gotta eject, sometimes you gotta eject. Yeah. So we were talking about earlier, any any major plans for you for the holidays or you doing something big, something fantastic? No, I'm I'm doing I'm I'm on the same boat you guys are. I'm checking out. So hey, granted we have a holiday schedule and we can't quite check out like you guys can. We can take leave of course, but uh, yeah. most of us are just gonna stay in the local area, hang with our families. I got a big old family, so obviously uh, logistics Army. comes into play. Oh man, logistics comes into play, so we ain't going nowhere. Everybody can come to Vegas, uh, so we go ahead and tell them that. Hey, uh, communication is a two-way street, but you know, really, it's one way, and y'all coming over this way. All right, yeah. so yeah, we must not messing around. So um, we don't have no nothing big uh, planned. We're gonna just be you know chilling, enjoying the holidays. Um, the cadre has a little. You know, a little, little gift gift exchange thing going on. I think Yesenia is the That's one cool. who uh, led that one. So we'll be exchanging gifts. And who knows? I might throw a white elephant round up in there. You thought you got what you got. <laughs> you getting what you, you, nah, I want that. So I'm going to go ahead and so go ahead and. Yeah. You had you had tickets to a Wu-Tang concert? Not anymore. <laughs> I got tickets to a Wu-Tang concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Triumph. We're doing Triumph. We, we killer bees. You know, protect the neck. All right. So, but anyway, hey, by all means, everybody, and we'll talk about this later. I want you guys and everybody who's listening to have a very safe holiday. 
Uh, again, I'll get into it later, but don't be alone on the holidays. Don't be lame. That's like the lamest thing you can do on the holidays is sit in the dorms or sit in whatever by yourself, you know, and there we're going to talk about how uh, we can expand upon and what the military does and actually make sure that that doesn't happen because that's not cool. That's never cool. So uh, that's that's what I have. That's what I'm going to be doing this holiday weekend. Nice. Um, and, and that's what we're going to be rolling. That's how we rolling. Yeah. Make sure you enjoy it. You know, I know there's a lot of people that are you're high speed out there. You want to go attack and, and go get go get at it. Maybe you do those extra winter training as a cadet. And, you know, that may be for you. That may not be for you. I was talking to a uh, a prospecting cadet that wants to come to Deport currently. And he, mm -hmm. over, like, a couple months ago, maybe even a couple, like, a year ago, he planned out this trip to go see his family in another country just to go spend time with him and all of that. But he found out that orientation for debt four was over the time that he was going to be on vacation and that we were i was trying to help him join the program and everything and because he's like man i want to join the military i want to be a part of something bigger and he's like i'm gonna miss orientation if i go on this vacation and i was like dude that is perfectly fine you know <laughs> trust me we will still mm -hmm. be here the, the brick and mortar of the debt will still be in place by the time you come back from your vacation because guess mm -hmm. what when you join there is not you know, you do not have those guaranteed, oh, I get to go and do this because maybe you have a summer class or maybe you have a lab in person. And him, he was a mechanical engineer. So I know he has labs that he has to take and all of that in person. Uh, you might not get that guaranteed time away. So enjoy what you have now and spend it because there's always time to, to go chase after it and there's a time and place for it always. So that's kind of the, the vibe that I've been agreeing with this. But you know, that guy, he was high speed, so he ended up canceling his whole trip anyways. <laughs> he could stay, oh, wow. he okay. could stay over a break. So I guess okay. you have to you have to learn it firsthand for, for some lessons. So I'll give it to him. But right, I mean cool. Yeah. For I had I had one lesson too that I wanted to talk about today too, that goes in line with yeah. all of this and the holidays and, and spending time and enjoying what you have. And taking a break from going after the the hustle um i was reading uh this short story i'll just talk about this short story and i think it applies very very heavily to us in our situations so there's a story about an old man and her average age man he was living in some third world country and he was a fisherman on a dock and he brought in fish every single day and then there was this businessman who he was traveling overseas he went and he traveled to this man, this fisherman's village. And he was a businessman and he was a millionaire. And then, you know, he got to the fisherman's country. He came into the dock and he saw him and he saw the amount of fish that he was bringing in and he saw the success that he was having. So the businessman, he goes up to him and he says, hey, sir, you bring in a lot of fish. I think that we can make some money out of what you're doing here. And the fisherman, he's like, oh, tell me more about this and that. And the the businessman, he's, you know, telling him this whole 10 year journey process of how he could start, you know, the fishing market and all that. But at the end of the day, the old man, he sits back and he tells his businessman, he says, well, after we finish and we make our billions doing this fishing business, what would I be doing at the end of all of this? And he said, I'd be sitting on this dock and I'd still be fishing. And I think that's, it was a short one, but I thought it was super powerful because you can look at where you are right now, what you're doing and be grateful for every single thing that you're going through. You know, a lot of us here at Debt 4, we're surrounded by 
a lot of friends, people that we met at the detachment. A lot of us live really close to family because it's a very good um, in-state school. Some people, they do live away from family, but no matter what you have, think about, you know, the things that after you go through your ROTC career and then commission and leave, what are you going to come back to when you're done? And it's probably going to be the friends, the family, the, the experiences that you're enjoying right now. They'll still be there at the end. So, you know, don't overlook them right now because it will go away. And we'll talk more about, you know, the, the challenges and struggles in the holiday season. But I think we're ready to keep chugging along for this show. I'll pass back to you. Deal. Connect Generous, lead us the way, please. All right. Coming up next after the break, we will be hearing some GMCA all-call highlights. Hello, folks. We are back. Cadet Journal is now going to be talking to us about the GMC all-call highlights, a.k.a. the GMC gala, as we all know it. So, Cadet Journal, it is now your floor. Perfect. Thank you so much, Cadet Ballesera. So, unfortunately, Cadet Arroyo is not here today, so I'm going to be taking over her little GMCA gala um, area. So, biggest piece of news is that there was a GMC all-call this past Friday, and um, from her notes, it went very well, which is always very exciting to hear. Um, One of the biggest things and a big win that was discussed in previous all-calls that had um, been changed since the last all-call was Friday PT time change. Previously, it started at 7 and ended at 8, and that gave cadets about an hour to get ready for a lab to go to what we call um, dog hour. uh, Devil uh, hour. Devil hour. Thank you. Girl devil hour. (laughs) I'm never allowed to go to them, so apologies. so the devil hours, but they pushed to have it start PT start at uh, 6:30 and go to 7:30 like it does on Wednesdays, and that has helped increase uh, more attendance at devil hour. Um, another thing that she had wrote down was that a lot of cadets, a lot of GMC cadets, are still in that phase of they recognize problems, but they're not quite figuring out the solutions. And I think something that we ROTC cadets learn from the very beginning to try and do is if we see a problem we need to figure out a solution to bring forth to help it and I think a lot of GMC cadets are still trying to figure it out that how to find those solutions and good uh, bring good solutions so there's a lot of cadets who are bringing issues and a lot of the time at the GMCA, uh, GMCA all calls are spent trying to figure out some solutions to bring forth when really those um, we really want to see GMC cadets bring solutions with the problems. Um, One other thing was that um, Cadet Aurora has noticed that a lot of the complaints are, could be solved via that single cadet. Um, But they, uh, Cadet Aurora has found that she feels that the GMCA cadets, or the GMC cadets are waiting for her to take action first, which um, is... Yes, she has a bigger voice than the rest of the GMC class, but she really feels that they could take action bef- without her or like before her stepping in because um, she feels that they like the GMC class is strong enough in themselves as long as they bring that solution. Um, and lastly, um, last Friday's GMC all call was super successful and she's super excited to have notes and continuity to bring into next semester and the next semester's GMCA. So good luck to you, whoever you are. But 
Um, that's pretty much all for the GMCA all-call notes and our, uh, Cadet Arroyo's GMC Gala. All right. So I want to front load this, and you guys jump in on this with me. Um, what do you guys, if somebody addresses an issue and doesn't have a solution for it, what is that generally perceived as? Complaint. Yeah. Just straight up complaining. It's complaining, right? Let me, let me add something that, let me add something to that. So if I'm a GMC and I compl like I complain about a problem to another GMC, does that solve anything? No. I would say yes and no. Okay, um, why? Because while that may not solve the issue in that present moment, you can start to bounce off back and forth of ideas between the two and potentially create a solution from there because I know for me sometimes um, my brain could either get so tunnel visioned or so cloudy with the complaint that I need someone else to help me out and figure out a solution to get to that point of having a solution so I think while yes it is complaining with it when you're talking to someone else hopefully you guys can brainstorm an idea for a solution I think it I think it to that point I think it depends how you frame the question right like for example I complain blatantly complain about my 402 class all the time and i'll, I'll complain to my friends about it and when evidently there's things that i can be doing better to excel <laughs> in that class right that's the truth um and so if i approach my friends with the reference of hey guys i'm really struggling i don't like this about the class but what can we do i think then it's positive then it helps because you're opening it to solutions as the point of the conversation um, but if I'm just going, man, this class sucks, I hate the professor, whatever, whatever, then that's just creating more of a problem. And sometimes you need to vent, and that's totally fine if that's the intent of it. Um, but a lot of times if you don't approach it with the frame of reference of, of saying, hey, I want to try to find solutions, or hey, this is a problem that I have, where can we improve it? Um, then it can lead to more problems. You have, to, you have to frame it the right way for it to be successful. Yeah, so, and I bring that up because... In most cases, like at least I can go, I was never a GMC, but I was an airman, right? Airmen complain to airmen and get nothing done. They just go home and go to their dorms and and, and then wake up, the problem's still the same the next day. So barking, you're barking, well, what I'm trying to tell you is you're barking up the wrong tree. Um, you have a platform, your GMCA and that GMCA team is the platform in which you, the GMCA can use in order to get their issues resolved. But they have to unite it, 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 at first, you have to unite. What do we want? What do we acknowledge? We acknowledge the problem. Here are some solutions. And then let's not just break away and not, you know, tell anybody. All right. We have to tell somebody. We have to tell the right people. We have to bark up the correct tree. In this case, the POC. Right. So how do we do that? Easy. If you think about field training or anything else like that, field training was what you made of it. You literally could shape it. You, yes. if you, if you cared enough about it, you had the power to shape it. FTO, FTOs and everything were like, we don't, whatever, right? As long as it's legal, ethical, moral, and that's what you want, right? How did you do it? You wrote a memo and saying, hey, this is what we need, and here are the benefits, and here's why we, we need that, right? Here's why we're short. I've been pushing the GMCA to do this. This is your experience as a train. You are the customer. If you are not getting something you want, you literally need to address it. You, need, you literally need to come together, figure out what you want, 
Aha, and make sure what you want is what you can commit to. Don't ask him for something that you can't commit to. That'll be a problem. It'll blow up in your face. All right. Put it into a memo. Send it up to the core. The core looks at it. And if they can support that, they will. If there's some things they can support and they can't support, they will adjust. At least you get small victories. You just got a small victory with the PT time change. You literally had a legit reason why to change it. And all of a sudden, you guys made put all that together. Put into a memo, got it granted, and all of a sudden you were able to meet that commitment that that for Devil Hour. That is the power of the GMCA as, as or in the power of the GMC as a unit when they are together, when they are combined, when they have one direction to go into. You all need to sit down together, figure out what you want, figure out where the shortcomings are, and put it together and give it to the POC. There is their job to make your training experience worthwhile. So if you don't say anything the right way or you don't bark up the right tree, you don't have the right to complain. You don't have the right to say anything. You you have to get together and you have to unite and figure out what you guys want. And we will adjust accordingly. If, if the POC can't make it happen, that's when they come to Cadre. Cadre says, cool, this is legal, ethical, moral. We can support. Let's give them what they want and let's go, let's go forth. All right. So I think we got that together. You guys, if you guys are not participating in your GMCA or with your P GMCA or GMC, that's your fault. You don't have a, a buy-in. It's like voting, right? You can't complain about what's going on if you're not participating in it, all right? There, there's a whole platform for you guys to, to, to get together and do that. So with that being said, anybody have anything else to add? Yeah, bias Daryl. I was actually talking about this with um, Cadet Winden, the our very own IG, right? And you were talking about the cycle of, you know, going from GMC to POC and specifically like him going from a GMC to a POC. And you realize that a lot of things are always said, right? It's like the same thing, but just going in the cycle. And I feel like as a GMC, and I'm not saying this to say that your opinions aren't valid. No, I'm not saying that whatsoever. But there's certain things you don't realize until you become a POC and you're the one actually implementing all these things because you were a GMC, uh, GMC once, right? Mm -hmm. And you're trying to make things better because you are doing what you wish you had as a GMC. So I know it's hard to understand certain things and I know it takes time, but I promise you GMC that are hearing this, when you become a POC, you will realize a lot of things of why we're doing what we're doing. And it's just, it's just a change in mindset and that's okay. I'm just saying, be patient with our POC because they're learning too, right? It's all a learning process. And sometimes we tend to forget about that. Give them a little bit of grace as they're giving you a little bit of grace because all of us are learning in different ways. We have different leadership styles. We have different followership styles, right? Because not, not everybody's in a super like leadership position. Um, but just we're all in this together. And sometimes it's often forgotten. It's like GMC versus POC or you versus me. No, it's not. We're, we're all in this journey and we have to understand that. So just a little bit of grace goes a long way. Trio and hype man just hurt our feelings. I remember back. Uh, hurt our feelings. Uh, I'll add one back. Um, like about a couple of years ago, um, we were going through you know the same cycle. Everybody hits the same benchmarks at every point in their yeah, career. And at one point, we had I won't drop any names, but we had a peer in our class, and this guy, you know, is just. There's so many problems going on, but like we said, no, no solutions. And when there's no solutions that come with the problems, it's just complaints and useless. So we, we made a thing called the complaint corner on the whiteboard. <laughs> and we literally drew out, we had this big whiteboard that we would 
everybody would use for you know task and is like a big calendar kind of for the for the core but in the corner we left a little corner for this guy to write down his weekly complaints so <laughs> so that we could look at him and then come back and reflect and actually bring some solutions and it was real funny because it was kind of our way of saying hey <laughs> i don't like how none of y'all look i don't like <laughs> yeah like <laughs> i think i think we should 100 percent bring that back <laughs> it was our way we should bring it back I don't like how he got strings on his uniform. There's a way of, yes, we We should get an entire whiteboard and <laughs> put it as a complaint board. <laughs> we would have, that thing would be filled in one oh, day. Oh, yeah, I know it will be. Your water bottle sucks. It was. Why can't I have colored patches on my backpack? <laughs> Why can't I have patches on my backpack, period? <laughs> They're <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> it was our way of saying, okay, that would that would actually be my number one complaint. We will we will validate. Yeah, sounds like a segment. So, sounds like a segment. Oh, another we segment. Did. Just complaints. Yeah, that is a good one. The whole like, uh, why did maybe Air Force get the blue name tapes? Or or, or <laughs> yeah. like a, uh, a rapid fire yeah. complaint corner where everyone has like ten seconds to just state state a complaint and then move on. I'm just saying. What can I about? Look, look. If you remember BDU's back in the day, okay, our name tapes. We're in blue. Yeah. Our name tapes were in blue. The sky, you, Kevin, you guys are right now. The sky is blue. The space is black, and the army who are on the ground all the time is mud gray. We need to change. Wait, we have no, the army's space color. force. Got it. The army space, has space force's color. And the space force is our color. What's going on? I don't know. What's I don't happening? know. Hey, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Not colored the, patches. Not the they don't even have flight suits that have colored patches. Yep, you want nope. some unity? We we. Flight suits get colored patches. OCPs get colored patches. Hey, Air nope. Force looks cool all the time. You know what? Air, Spice Brown. That's what we're going with. And that's, yeah, that's, at we least see. we have a pretty, like, good-looking blues uniform. No, we don't. I, I like it. <laughs> it looks pretty slick when everyone else. We are failing in the drip department. That's my complaint. <laughs> we don't have any drip. That's like we ran out. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> maybe, maybe we give all the people <laughs> to the GMT and let them figure it out for us. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to drip like Easy E in the '80s, man. We, what we, what we lack in uniform swag, we make up for in weapon system swag. And oh man, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. I think we got everything. Anybody has anything else to add? All right, no sir. Sounds good. All right, Cadet Generals, take us home, please. All righty, awesome. Well, up next after this break, we will have Cadet Ballesteros with her trio Ballesteros bite-sized advice. Calling all current AS300 and AS400 cadets. Available now is an ODT opportunity for TDY to one of the Air Force Global Strike Command studio locations. The dates will be from June 2nd through the 15th, 2024 and July 7th through the 20th, 2024. All inputs are due by close of business on February 29th, 2024 for debt command approval. Please view the sign-up sheet in the general announcements channel in our Slack. So what is this TDY? The Air Force Global Strike Command, AFGSC, summer program is an opportunity for soon-to-be striker second lieutenants to spend two weeks at one of the Air Force's major commands. Through this program, cadets will gain a better understanding of the AFGSC's mission through a three-week immersion into the command while experiencing a basic knowledge of Air Force base operations. It will additionally provide a basic understanding of why U.S. nuclear capabilities are necessary for Americans, our allies, and partner security. Eligibility requirements include 
being a U.S. citizen and an AS300 or 400 if on a five-year program, been assigned to 11X Pilot, 12X CISO, 13N Nuclear Ops, 21M Missile Maintenance, or 31P Security Forces, or a support such as Finance, Personnel, Logistics, etc. AFSC. Note, we understand that some AS300s may not have received their AFSC by the nomination deadline. Regions should nominate cadets competing for one of the listed AFSCs. If a nominated cadet does not receive an eligible AFSC and still wants to attend, regions will contact DOT for coordination with AFGSC or provide a replacement with a cadet who is eligible. Additionally, you must have an educated secret clearance by the cutoff time, term and cumulative GPA of 3.0 or higher. For more information, please visit Canvas or contact Cadet Dudek. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in on the show today. Hang tight while we transition into our next segment. Awesome, we are back and I'm going to be introducing Cadet Ballesteros with her bite-sized advice. Hello everybody, I know it's been a while, I know we've had cruise news and then we've had holidays, so now we're finally back to bite-sized advice that have, oh, wow, that can have big size impacts. Um, I feel like I'm sometimes, I bring death in a lot, because the topic of today's bite-sized Ugh. advice is while on your deathbed. And it's I not like necessarily, it's necessarily just that. Serial killer. She's a serial killer. <laughs> no, dying today. there's some pretty good documentaries on Netflix and stuff, but I think it kind of ties back to what Cadet uh, Wade was actually talking about, you know, family, friends, and all that type of stuff. So it's not necessarily just about death, right? Um, so I kind of want to ask everybody on the crowd here is how do you imagine your funeral? So Kyle, you go first. Oh, you made... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait again. till it's my turn. Yeah. Um, I, I Ooh, I cannot wait. You, like, I've never really thought about it. Like, honestly, you know, take my ashes up in a F-16... Christen them and dump them in an ocean somewhere. I mean, but like realistically, like I don't know. I'd like the people that I I truly and genuinely care about and consider family and, and friends to be there. And I don't expect nor want a massive audience, and um, just because I don't know that many people that well, and I feel like funerals are very intimate. Um, and I'm I don't have intimate connections with with that many people outside of my really close friends and and my family. Um, so probably something pretty tight, something pretty close. Definitely, um, I want to fly over. That's a requirement. Um, whether it's it's something cool or, or a Cessna 172, I don't get the RC drone for you. Um, but other than that, like just <laughs> just, yeah. a, just something simple and something that that only has the people that you know have either genuinely impacted me or that I have genuinely impacted um, and have like truly intimate relationships with um, because. Those are the people that I'd want to be there, and that I feel, um, and I feel like having other people might take away from, you know, the the having a good goodbye for them, I guess. But I really, honestly, like that was spitballing. I, I have not <laughs> thought about it. And, man, yeah, man, y'all, y'all, dang, I've thought about it. 
be careful with the flyover, you know, if they're dropping your ashes. People might think it's like a gender reveal or something, and they're like, oh, I wonder why it's like brown or black. Well, what's what's gray be, mean? Be what's gray? Is this, is this Silent Hill? Oh, Where are we going? <laughs> anyways, anyways, but that's a unique, I, I think that does fit your personality, though. You're just going to make sure nobody thinks it's a gender reveal. I'm surprised y'all have never thought about that. All right, General, you're next. Okay, yeah, so I, I have thought about this. Um, I've had a couple of family passings, and we've never done a funeral for, like, pretty much any of them. We do, like, memorials, so, but not a memorial in, like, I don't know. I don't even know how memorials work, but we always do, like, some sort of party, and it's more of a celebration of their life than thinking about their passing, and we reflect on their life. We reflect on the lessons they've given us, and so I kind of want the same, you know, I, I would just want my close uh, friends, family and relatives to be there and, you know, maybe pour out a drink for me type of an idea, talk about like how I've touched their lives and like what they're going to miss. But um, ultimately having a good time because I hate, I hate sad emotions and I hate feeling down and like I don't like crying and stuff like that. So I don't want that for other people. So I just, you know, a party, playing some good music that maybe I would have listened to and just having people, you know, um, bringing the family bond and friend bond closer because I'm gone. I should really like that. Yeah. 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 Like, like wear a good pair of boots, go fishing for me. Yeah. Get a nice deer and deer season. something that like I've always bugged you to do. Yeah, hee-haw, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, do something that I've bugged you to do with me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Last time. No, that, that's that's beautiful. No, I think definitely I, I, we call them vigils in like Mexico, where like we do all. Mm. It's like a twenty twenty four to forty eight hours depending on the family. Where we bring I don't know if this is allowed in the U.S. but we bring um, the casket with you know their body home like to our house, and we leave the door open like the house door open, and people have twenty four hours to forty eight hours to just come in. We don't we just send out the whole mass invitation to like the whole town. Um, and people just come in throughout the night. It can be like three, four, five a.m. And people just come in. And again, I feel like that's why Mexico's. You know, we have Day of the Dead, and we we really honor the whole, you know, the privilege of being alive and alive and then passing. But we even have this thing where, whenever somebody dies in the town, there's three fireworks that are shot. That's why it's like continuous one, two, three. And then all of us are like, oh dang, who, who passed away today? You know. But it's like again, the whole twenty-four to forty-eight hours, like. I don't know if you can do that here. I don't know how the U.S. works when it comes to that type of stuff, but if possible, I would kind of like that. Um, but Captain Sledge, you're next <laughs> when it comes to how would oh, you man. imagine your funeral. Oh, it's my turn? You yeah. sure? Are you sure? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, because I'm about to take all the air out the room on this one. Okay, so when I die, when I go, because I've been thinking about this bad boy. Again, I'm a partier, so I'm a, I'm a celebratory kind of person. So that's how we, that's, yep. So you look at you guys are already jumping out there. I don't want nobody crying at my doggone funeral. Okay. Uh, GoFundMe's, we not doing that. We not doing that this year. All right. We got that squared away. I, I, I literally got it set up. So one, if I could go right now, I have a heart attack and, and my family be good to go. So we ain't got to do that. All right. Okay. We don't have time for that. All right. So this whole thing is going to be a whole event. Okay. It's going to be a whole party. I'm throwing a big old party, or at least your singer's going to throw it. I assume she's going to surpass me. So she's going to throw a big old party on my behalf, okay? And then at the party, okay, we we playing anything from the 60s, soul music from the 60s all the way to the early 2000s. Everything else can go kick rocks. You guys are jamming. No, we going so hard right now. I know, look, 
Applause Jesus, you're going to have to wait because this party is <laughs> slamming right now. Like, I, I am so sorry. I just got to wander the halls like the ghost of Lou Rawls. I got to do this. Okay, let me just hang here for a minute and find out what folks really felt about me because they talking trash. I know how they do. Okay, so, you know, y'all would think, oh, my God, Captain Sledge touched my life. But I know some people, uh, Christian Sledge owe me $5. When am I going to get my $5 back? You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not getting your $5 back. You're not getting your $5 back unless you care to join me. Okay, so here's how it's going to look, okay? So it's going to be at my house. My house is going to be pretty largely sized. Okay, when you get up there, you're going to hear the music. This is how we do it. You're going to hear that? That's how you know you're in the right spot. All right? So you'll get there to the front door, though, and that's your first threshold, okay? Because I'm petty. So what? you're going to see a bouncer, and the bouncer going to have a list. Okay, and the list is not gonna be the people who's cool with me. It's gonna be the people who's not cool with me These are the people who are not allowed to be in the house. All right, because I don't want nobody fake Oh, heart man, you so cool. Like yo last week you just told me this so or, or, or two years ago Remember that thing two years ago when I asked you for this and you didn't give me that Nah, I'm literally gonna have the bouncer gonna be like man. Let me see some ID. Oh, oh, nah, you're not, you're not coming in like apparently and then Dang. next to the bouncer and then I'm petty. So next to the bouncer, I'm gonna have an old, I'm gonna have an old lady who who knows the business. She gonna know why. She gonna have the same list. And the old lady just there, literally there to tell them why that they can't get in there. He he ain't in there because you owe him ten dollars and you never paid him back. The hard you, you you don't know see yeah exactly yeah oh absolutely um you he you ain't in there because he had never thought you you look good anyway. That's just be the old lady. That's a, her own function. Old motherly function because I don't like no fake people in my funeral. Okay, so me, I'm a freelancer, so I, I'm gonna go with what Cadet Walbro said. Just go ahead, cremate me. You know what I'm saying? And scatter, you know, scatter me into the wind. I just can't imagine myself in a in a box in, in, underground. I just can't imagine that. I'm a free bird, so my soul gotta be free. Look, gender reveal. It's a a I don't know what it is. Okay, it's it's. Silent Hill. That's what we're doing, okay? So, but no. It's going to be barbecue. It's going to be everything that I want. Man, it's going to be we going hard. I don't want nobody crying. I don't. I, 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 that dude left a good life because I did the three things, right? I was happy. I went in a positive trajectory, and I gave back. So people, in theory, should be cool. The people I attracted should be cool. And just in case, that's what that bouncer's for, all right? So that's why we're going. That's where we're going, Biasteros. That's how it's going to be. It's going to be the I'll jump be on, bouncer, like Lil sorry. Kim said. <laughs> that sounds perfectly uniquely I'll, like I'll, you. I'll, I'll, yeah, oh, you going to be the bouncer, way? You going to be the bouncer? If I had the chance, I would have, like, uh, Betty White be the old lady that just tells people why they can't come in. And, and she was just be, I was like, just be as brutal and, and cold as you need mm -hmm. to be. <laughs> Judge Judy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, Judge Judy would tell him, like, yeah. Because you freaking didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. That's what I need. Okay, cool. That's what I got. At least the basics. That's the minimum. Perfect. All right, now, Wade, your last. Um, I don't really thought too much about it, but my family is on the same trajectory as, you know, we're partiers. So my mom, she's like, yeah, you guys are throwing a party for me when I die. And I was like, cool, I'm down. Probably close family, that such. Prime rib, of course. Prime rib? All the goodies. Prime rib, Everybody drinking the, the sauce. Drinking the sauce. Prime rib. 
my sister can bake. <laughs> you know, the basics. But for me, yeah, probably something... I'm not like, oh, I need to go out with a bang. I don't think. I'm more like, oh, slide, slowly and silently go off into the wind kind of guy. So probably just uh, cremation. I think I want to be cremated as well. Because I've always had a hard time wrapping around my head, like, when you die and the neurons in your brain just stop working, like, what goes, what does your body do and all that, like, what, can you even think? Obviously, your brain can't think because you're dead, so I can't even, like, comprehend what would happen with my conscience and everything, so I'm like, man, just burn me, but <laughs> that's how I think, but probably a small celebration party, but I plan to live a long time because my, a lot of, a lot of people in my family, I have great-grandparents that are making it to, like, 105 and stuff, so I'm trying to outdo them, you know? So hopefully we won't get there for a while. But, you know, I heard that if you live to 2050, though, technology will be good enough to where you can live forever. So who knows? They could remake any... I think we might make it. I think we'll make it, Wade. I think we'll make it. Oh, death, death is played out. We ain't doing that no more. We... We're not dying anymore. It's lame. Put you on the cloud. <laughs> no, I would. I wouldn't do none of that. Yeah. yeah. Simple. Dude, you could be an AI. That's scary. I, I don't know. I don't Some know. black mirror stuff. <laughs> hey, hey Stars, can I add one more thing? Yeah, go ahead, sir. All right, cool. Hey, I see a lot of y'all think about when you die. They not think about the aftermath. So check it out. So I'm just going to leave. I won't leave it with this. More people are going to be crying at the will reading then they're going to be crying at that party okay now I want, I, I, listen to me now more people are going to be crying at the will reading than they will be crying at that party because people who think they entitled to something ain't getting jack i swear to bob you ain't getting nothing they were like my my this and my that and he said i could have it while he was alive i was like well this paper that i wrote says you ain't getting jack because Remember that time when I was trying to tell you this and that and the other and you didn't listen? Okay, well, guess what? You're broke. You ain't getting nothing. It's gonna be, you'll be awkwardly surprised on how much you get or don't get. I am going I'm be petty all the way. I'm gonna be a spirit laughing. I don't know how I'm gonna be conceptualizing the fact that I can laugh and I don't have a brain to even feel any emotions. Wade just alluded to that. I will find a way to, to have... The last laugh for those who don't need to do nothing. I had to have that money. I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I just had to end with that. There's going to be more people crying at the wake. Or more be people crying at the will reading than at the wake and the funeral combined. All right? That's what I'm just throwing that out there. Right there. All right, cool. Y'all don't know how y'all going to do it. I don't know. I haven't really thought too far into the wall, but I would yeah, say... Yeah, see, I, see mm -mm. mine's is written. <laughs> I don't really mine's know is written. I do right now. I mean, I'm just a college student. But um, if I were to say mine, like, I definitely would go the cremation route. Cremation route. I've always had this fear that what if I didn't actually die, but I'm, like, in a coma or something, and people bury me, and I'm somehow, like, buried, like, six feet down, oh, and I'm just stuck in my coffin? That just terrified me. Like, ever since I was, a child, I was a child, I would always think about that. So cremation is, like, just to make sure, even if it was a coma, I don't care. Like, I'm gone. It is what it is type of thing. Um, Can but... I add a quick fun fact right there? Um, that's the that's how the, uh, like, saying Saved by the Bell came to be. Um, mm -hmm. People were buried um, in comas because there was just really bad sickness, but they would tie a string to their toe, and the string led up to a bell on the top mm -hmm. of their grave. 
and um, the graveyard workers would be there in the middle of the night, and if they heard a bell start going off, that means someone's alive, buried alive. So that's where the uh, saying yeah, saved so by the bell came stuff, from. It's guys. That's why I'm like, it happens. Yeah. It happens, and you never know if you're going to be that one person no, that's like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's why a wake is called a wake. Yeah. I do that job. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's like, I'm good. <laughs> like, so we got to look, look, She said, like, we got to go. Dead, please. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, we got to go. <laughs> so if it's my time, it's my time. Cremate me. Um, but I would definitely do the whole celebration of life, you know, and I just don't like being all mopey because I can get really sad, like really fast. So I'd rather be the opposite of like happiness and remembering. But the reason why I wanted to bring up this topic of while on your deathbed is because all of us start thinking about Oh, throughout our lives, we start thinking a lot about our accomplishments, our successes, our ma materialistic things that we have. And oftentimes, we lose, we lose the fact of the people that are around us, our friends, our family, or even those that are, we're supposed to be leaving an impact on. And there's so many people like that you hear, they did this and that, so they won a Nobel Peace Prize, but there's nobody going to their funeral. There's nobody remembering them. And I feel like oftentimes, we lose the fact of that of like you don't want to be that one person that nobody cares to even go to your funeral despite all your successes and all your the incredible things that you did on this earth right it, that does not matter once you die so what i'm saying is that like, you can even just tie this back to rotc if you're a flight commander care so much about your flight folks like honestly because you can leave an impact on them and if you're mm -hmm. not doing that already then you're doing it wrong because you never know if 60 70 years forward they can be there at your funeral because like this person did this for me and I want to remember them in this light. So just remember, it can be as early on as now as in ROTC, the things that you do, whether you're a supervisor, whether you're not, you leave an impact on people, whether that's good or bad. So just remember, who do you want at your funeral? Do you want an empty one? Or do you want one full of people that actually liked you and are remembering you and happiness and all the things that you did for them? So that was, that was my main topic for today. So if anybody yeah. wants to add to that, go right ahead. Can I add something real quick? I think I think that's really really important, um, and I think oftentimes like I'm going to bring it back down to ROTC. We'll escape from death for a second, but let's talk about you going to commission, right? I think a lot of times it's really easy to get caught up in the fact that I have these 15 things that are due by the end of the week from my team. Oh my God! If I don't turn them in, the wing commander is going to hate me. Cadre is going to hate me. I'm going to get a bad ranking, and I won't get my job, right? It's, it's an, easy, it's an easy way to think, and I think it's kind of the default way to think. Um, and that should not be the way that we think, right? It, it shouldn't. And I, I understand why people get caught up in it. I, I do. Um, but to your point, I think that it should always very much be a 50-50 game, right? You need to be amazing and really good at what you do, but you also have to be really good for your team and for your people and for the people that are around you right? And you should want to do good, not for yourself, but for them and for that team. And, and I think, you know, I've, ha I've had the distinct privilege to be able to be in a leadership position every semester at ROTC. And I think I've seen the power of that grow every single semester, right? Starting off as a flight commander because I invested in my folks, because I cared, because the reason why I wanted to do good wasn't for my ranking at the end of the semester. It wasn't for looking good it was for i want these guys to do good i want them to be good i want us to be the best like i want alpha flight to to be the flight and no one can touch us um and i think that instilled a pretty good level of you know being 
being involved and caring and, and helping to support those people. Uh, field training was largely the same thing. I, I think I got the real awakening was field training because you have a group of individuals who you've never interacted with before, right? When I was a flight CTA at field training, a group of individuals that you've never interacted with before, that you've shown up three days before them, and you have to figure out how to lead these people, make sure they get fair, honest, good evals, take care of them, and really, this is the two weeks they get before the key turns, and it's, it's POC and good luck. And to give them the skills and the things that I have learned to be you know, a halfway decent POC from the gate. And, and I, I think realizing that that was, that was why I wanted to do good, that was the, the point of what I'm trying to do was super important. And then now this semester with OSS, like, you know, the things we do don't often get seen. They're, they're tremendously important. Nobody could commission without the products that we hold. But it's hard to see them. You can't see the difference that the, the E versus the X on your attendance tracker makes. You can't see the difference that one objective makes. I, I can't see that. My, my folks that own those products, they can't see that. And so giving them a, a team identity was huge. And at the same time, reinforcing the fact that, hey, guys, what we do is important. Hey, we're, we're crushing it. You know, and, and giving them that positive reinforcement and allowing them to interact um, with things that allow them to see what they're actually doing was huge. And, and to the point of having people be there right, at your funeral, or in this case, for you. Uh, I think, you know, I'd hope everyone would agree, you know, there's probably going to be a few outliers who wouldn't, that I have, I have always tried my best for that team, whatever that may be. Um, and and I, think that's, I think that's huge, right, because half of, it, half of it is you and how you perform, right, the Nobel Peace Prize. That's awesome. And it's really cool, and you should be proud of yourself if you do that. But at the same time, when, when you go, if you weren't also a great great person, a great human being, a great team player uh, who put your neck out for and, and fought with your team, then nobody's going to come. And I, I think if you can do both of those together, then you have lived a very successful life. Um, and so don't forget, about, don't forget about the second part. It's not just personal performance. It's, it's being a, a teammate and just a good person. Um, and that's huge. Well said, Cadet Wabro. All right, so we are running out of time so connect general uh go ahead and be death and uh get us out of here <laughs> no worries so yeah absolutely all right so up next after this little um break we will have captain sledge with his little pop culture specialist little show ain't no little show i got a big show every time i'm on it's the big show let's go First ROTC gives you the opportunity for scholarships, mentoring, base visits, panels, hands-on experience, and so much more. If you are a high school senior or college student interested in joining ROTC, please visit unlv.edu forward slash AFROTC forward slash join. The spring 2024 deadline is approaching on December 17th, 2023. You're listening to Hypercast. We're here to educate, motivate, inspire, and entertain. Here comes our next segment for today. All right, and we're back, and up next we have Captain Sledge with his pop culture specialist, and Cadet Walbro will also be joining him today. Yeah, my little segment. Cadet Walbro, go ahead and start my little segment, because it's little. Sounds good, sir. 
All right, so this segment today is actually going to be about some recent uh, pop culture uh, news and survey topics uh, and some things related to Black Friday and Cyber Monday, uh, which I know, uh, whether for better or worse, I've participated in, and I'm sure a lot of you guys did too. So let's talk about some statistics here. So the holiday shopping season is obviously upon us. An estimated 132 million Americans plan to shop the pre-holiday sales, such as Black Friday or Cyber Monday, this year. According to the latest research from a website called Finder, uh, and with an average spend of $708 per person. So that means that all every single one of those 132 million people put together are spending an average of $708 on these sales. Uh, and that is going to come to a total of about $60 billion spent during Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. Sheesh. Which is pretty insane when you think about it. One more quick statistic here. This one's going to be... Really funny. I'm excited to talk about this one. So according to a recent survey from the same website, that being Finder.com, it's revealed that 50.5% of Americans do plan to do those shopping sales, as we said. And mail spending is going to be about approximately $565 compared to women who are estimated to spend about $382. So guys are, about, are, are estimated to spend about $200 more on those sales. Um, I think I know why. <laughs> but, I, 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 yeah, I'm going to take a stab at it, too. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> okay, you want me to take a stab at it yes, first? Yes, sir. Why is it? Okay, because men don't know how to find a sale. So men cute. don't know how to find a sale. So These cute. ladies know how to find a sale. Women know how to find a sale. Do not underestimate a lady in her sale at Big Lots or whatever. All right? She she knows where to go. Okay, so if it ain't no sale, she oh, that ain't no sale. I'm out of here. And, and she'll go... I, I, you know, I found something better. So her natural spending would be lower because she's smarter behind the sale. All right. Dudes, all right, for two different reasons. Electronics, right? That's how dudes are. And two, dudes don't know how to shop. All right. So <laughs> they think a deal is a deal and it is not a deal. Uh, I know it. I'm a subject to it myself. I just be like, ooh, TV. Nice. Yeah, go. Ooh, toolbox. Nice. Go. Yeah. And don't even realize it. What the sale ain't a sale. If you want to take some tips, Get some tips, some, some sales tips from a woman. A woman to tell you how to be thrifty and how to just, nope, don't even buy this time. I know you want to buy right now. Don't even buy. Just let it go. Because mm -hmm. here come the next holiday, and that's when they're going to drop it even more. So I get a lot of tips I from you singing. She has, she has a lot of tips. So mm -hmm. yeah. that's my stab on it. That's my take on it. What do you think of that, Wabro? So, yeah, so I, I, think, I think that's a really good point. Um, I think they have yeah, dudes <laughs> suck at shopping. awesome shopping skills. Like you met my girlfriend's mom, like. She is a deal hunter. Like, it's insane. Uh, it it's really is a skill. It's kind of cool. Uh, and I also think, um, yes, the impulse buy factor, especially when you see, ooh, 30% off, when it's actually, like, only two bucks because uh, they mm -hmm. decided to, to say psych. Um, and, of course, <laughs> I'm going to fall for that. Uh, and, yeah, to your point, I think the things that we want to spend on uh, are oftentimes more expensive. Electronics, parts for your car. I mean, things that are just insanely expensive as it was. Um, and, and, yeah, I think that uh, that hurts the wallet. I know it hurt mine. Um, but I'm okay with that. I got cool stuff, so <laughs> I'm good yeah. at it. Uh, but that's that's what I think, sir. I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there. Cool. So I want to I pivot this to the crew, especially the ladies. All right. So, one, did you participate in Black Friday or Cyber Monday this year? And then where do you all look for your deals for yourself and for others? Let's start with uh, General first. Okay. 
Um, so I, for the first time in a long time, did participate in a bit of Black Friday shopping. It wasn't anything major, honestly. I was just looking for some house um, appliances and um, house decorating stuff that I needed to finish off my apartment. Um, I So I went to Walmart, and I think I went to Ross and, like, Home Depot. Anyways, long story short, um, the deals did were all right. Did you physically go? Yeah, I, physi- physically I physically went, went there. Went. Yeah, I physically Ooh. went to Walmart. It was it was all fine. Right. I will say yeah, Kevin's like, I it actually think... wasn't that bad, especially if you got up when they opened early. I went to Best Buy at 6 o'clock in the morning. It was peaceful. Yeah, I am. That's what I want to mention. I think Black Friday shopping is not what it used to be. I think with Mm. the age of technology, people shift over to buying things more online just for the convenience of not having to leave their house, especially with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. People are too afraid to go out shopping in large crowds. Um, With that also being said, I want to ask real quick, did anyone see the scandal with Target? In their Ooh, I saw it went viral. Yeah, yeah. So it's all over. Target I wanted to trouble. bring that up because I feel hey, like Black did old girl Friday. Get fired? So Black Friday deals are not what they used to be at all. <laughs> I think Black Friday shopping used to be way more of a big deal because there were those sales. And um, also another fun fact: uh, Do you guys know why it's called Black Friday? No. Okay. So. Black Friday is called Black Friday because um, in the past, small businesses would be in the red in their sales. That means they're they're um, not gaining money in terms of revenue and profit. So they call it Black Friday because that is usually the one day a year um, where these small businesses would go into making profit, which is called the black in business terms. So that's why right. it's called Black Friday because those small yeah. businesses would finally start making profit and so yeah i just don't think black friday is what it used to be i think it has really shifted into a world of e-commerce being online and doing all that fun stuff so i as much as um it was peaceful black friday shopping i i miss what it used to be and especially with target scandal so for those who don't know some people were shopping at target and they had their signs out for Black Friday deals. But people found that those Black Friday signs were pasted over their original sale signs. And it was the exact same price. There was no <laughs> Target. There was no percentage off. There was no nothing. You can read more about, about this if you look up like Target Black Friday issue or scandal or what have you. Um, but yeah, I just I miss the way Black Friday used to be. And I with, did all the, the, with all the, the chaos, look like I, with I, the bulls. I miss the so deals. It was it, <sighs> yes, it, that's what it made it fun. The People. 5 a.m., 4 a.m. wake up call, and just the, the overall. Sleeping the outside deals. in the tent, sleeping outside oh, yeah. in the tent, freezing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I miss Full it. of turkey, freezing. You get your Xbox 360 for $200 off? People are camping out front. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Those deals don't exist anymore. And I think it's because, I, well, I don't know really what it's because, but my, in my head, I think it's due to inflation and um, the trading issues with m- other countries and all the, all the politics are wrapped yeah, up into this. So I don't want to get too far into it. But, yeah, I just it's not what it used to be. All right. Cool. Well, <laughs> standing up there in the airspace, we got Cadet Biosteros. What do you think? Well, it's a... Same question applies to you. Did you participate, and where did you go? Yes, so I did 100% participate, and I feel like females <laughs> are a lot more strategic when it comes to Black Friday, because personally, mm, I use Black the Friday treasure trail. to get all of, like, 
birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Like, I went, like, all, like, <laughs> looking at all the type of gifts I could get. And not only for, like, my uh, close family, but, like, friends. Um, so that's why I had a lot of things coming in at <laughs> my house getting dropped off from Macy's, Amazon. But, like, I feel like Macy's is slept on because not on, they're almost like a mini Sears, right? Because they have, like, different house appliances, um... But they also have like bedding, housing stuff, but clothes, perfumes, like it's it's a wide range. But they were actually having prices of 20, uh, 20, 30, 40, 60, 80 sometimes percent off on some original prices. And you always have to be smart, you always have to cross-reference them online. So that's why I did all my shopping online. If they did a percentage of like, oh, original price was this, I'm like, oh, really? So I'd have to search online, see like, what was the original price, because you can't <laughs> Look at it, there goes that, 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 that woman's smartness, there it is. And then if mm -hmm. something was legitimately a deal, then I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it now because I'm never going to see this deal again. Or, you know, it's, it's going to be worth it. So I would say definitely... I did not go in person. I never have gone in person uh, for Black Friday shopping. I've done it only online. And I feel like that is what helps me do all the comparisons of the prices. That way I'm not being tricked. Because it's kind of like the whole Target thingy. Like I know for a fact people are just, uh, well not people, but companies are trying to, you know, jump on this whole thing Black Friday even though it's literally the same price. But I would say online it can be a pro as long as you cross-reference a lot. So, so, so I... I... I, I can only imagine how it looks in your house during that time, like literally oh, yeah. November, whatever, 24th. You got like a bunch of computers. You got an air operations center just floating around there. You got a bunch that, of people. You got your sister, your brother. You see that? Enhance that. Enhance that. Enhance that. Open that up. Zoom that in. Enhance that. That's what I want. That's it. That's it. Okay. Not that. Not that. Move like, this out of the way, right? A little bit for like, let's say to buy some things because I was like, oh, I'm going to get a little bit closer to, you know, for my credit card to like rest in peace, you know, just a little bit longer. And like some um, stocks were running like so low because, or some things were just out of, you know, no longer in stock. And I was like, oh shoot, I need to buy them now. So like everybody's like on a race to buy things. So now like my room and in my closet, I have like hidden gifts here and there. Like don't go in my room cause you're gonna find the gifts. <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> it's really beneficial. Cause now I'm like, I'm chilling for like next year's birthdays, holidays, etc. for like everybody that I care about. My brain doesn't work that way. You are on X Games <laughs> mode with Black Friday shopping. I, I can't. I couldn't it even tell you what I'm gonna get for Christmas for half of my family right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. True. So this, it, it, I'm gonna drop this little nugget for you, GMC, uh, and and you know, whoever's listening, you gentlemen. Okay. Um, I know this kind of off the off the charts, but I gotta I gotta give y'all some bandwidth for this. If a lady says, do not get me anything for Christmas, she is 90% lying. Oh, 100%. She is lying. Yeah. Thousand she's percent. A, yeah, she's lying. Like, I'm trying to, t I'm I'm trying to give y'all some tips. Period. Uh, dot, yeah, she is lying to you. But, but, but dudes are dumb, okay? Dudes are like, well, you said don't give you nothing. She, take it from a 39-year-old who's been around the block a couple times. If... She says, oh, it's fine. Don't give me anything. I'm happy whatever I got in life right now. She's lying. She is lying. She is lying. She is going to heck. But today, she is lying, okay? She's trying to be nice, but she's also like, you need to get me something. Absolutely 100%. Absolutely 100%. So, so even if it's just taking her out to eat, if it's just doing this, doing that, ladies, bear witness to me. Be my witness. Ladies, they know, they know what it is. I'm just trying to help the gentleman out. Let me add. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, ladies want something materialistic, but this is like dating advice, but like, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my bite size advice, show, dating advice. <laughs> but like, um, 
you know, some, we just want something that we know you gave us some thought, you know, like whether it is, because you can give them like a super, I don't know, a thousand dollar perfume, whatever the case is, but if we really don't even like that perfume, we're kind of like, okay, <laughs> like, awesome, you know, but like, it can literally be a letter that, you know, yeah. you wrote or whatever, and we'll be like, oh my god, this is great, we'll start crying, you know, but like, <laughs> I guarantee funny. you, men, men have this like weird thought process yeah. that they have to spend money, and for those guys who are broke out there, that's not the case. Yeah, be a DIY That is 100% like, not the case. Give me a handwritten card, and I will cherish that thing longer than a perfume bottle or or a charger or what have you what what you get her like literally handmade stuff it goes hard because i I feel like guys sorry to cut you off captain sledge some guys think of what would i want her to have instead of what would i what does she want and i feel like that's where a lot of things go wrong we're like oh i think i would really want her to have this and this and this because it'll make her better but they don't think about Especially oh, the guys that are, like, so functional-based thinking of, like, they only get themselves the things that they need, and then they go out and they're like, oh, what does my girlfriend need? It's not necessarily what she needs. It's, like, just something cherishable. Yes, 100%. I said bear witness. I said don't tell us we suck. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so but check it out. I do want to jump on that. I do, I do want to jump on this, ladies, because we're, we're already on fire. We got something. So would you... Would you rather, I'm going, going to Cadet Walbrows there, would you rather let your your significant other guess what you want, or would you rather just tell them what you want and they go, like, they go, they're free to explore whatever that is. Like, General, you said handwritten note, or just give me something from your heart. Would you tell them that and then let them explore whatever that is, or would you just let them try and figure it out, guesswork? I have said this, so, guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times that I think I have said the exact same words, anytime a anniversary, birthday, Christmas, or any sort of thing comes up, I'm always like, you do not have to spend money on me. You could literally hand make something, and I will love it even more. So I've, I've said this multiple times, and just guys will be guys, and just go <laughs> off thinking they need money. You do not need money to be in a relationship. You do not need money to give a gift, period. Literally, everyone has a piece of paper, access to a piece of paper. Everyone has access to colored pencils. There you go. That's a great card right there. You can buy a stereos. Same. Yeah, because. Well, well, no, no, well, whatever. No, no, no. It's because like, because <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh yeah, we know she likes letters, so I'm gonna write her a five-minute letter. No, like we need to know that you put some critical thinking in what you're giving us. Like, yes. This oh that my gosh. Yes. Think, oh, she wants the letter, so I'm gonna give you something really, really simple. No, no. I, I need to yeah. like maybe like an hour. You know, like you actually put some thoughts, some paragraphs or something. Maybe wrote up a rough yeah. look. Look. And then yeah, you mess around and give it to a dude. You will get a letter saying, "Do you like me? Yes or no? Check yeah. the box." Yeah. <laughs> we going old school, baby. You know, this is original. Letters have saved me. That's, I'm gonna be real. That those they work. Yeah. So we're arguing that we don't necessarily need to spend money, you broken, ashy cadets and airmen. You don't necessarily need to spend money on your your significant others, especially the ones that are saying, "Look, just hand make some stuff for me and 
Especially from your heart. Like, especially if you just dropped a bunch of money on some life stuff that you've been needing or you just, you know, say you had a big move or say you mm-hmm. needed to fix up your car and that, that took up a lot of money. Like, we understand it. Like, girls are not going to be selfish and think like, oh, why did you spend money on your car when you could have spent it on me? Like, I get it. Like, your car needs work because like, it still is your main transport, main way of pretty much functioning nowadays within our current society. So it's like... You know, you don't have to have money. Yeah. So I'm going to drop this one. Um, and I, yeah, I, for me, I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm plain language. I've been around the block a couple times. So uh, Yesenia has, has also um, been around the block a couple times, at least enough to know me that I suck. All right. So so I'll, I'll come around to her and I'll say, babe, Yesenia, it's, it's about that time of year again. Right, and I will literally ask her to her face, "What, what do you need? What do you want this year?" And she's she's always been ever since we've started, you know, dating, whatever. Back in the day, she's been blunt. She'll tell you exactly what she wants. Do not do any guesswork, which is great for me. Do not do any guesswork. She's like, "This is what I want. This is what I need." Is and I want to see Cat Williams this year. Oh yeah. Bam. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Lays it out flat. I don't have to do any guesswork. I don't. The one thing I don't want. To hear, after I drop a Christmas gift is, mm, did you keep the receipt? That's not what I want. I don't want to hear that. I don't. That would hurt my little feelings. I'm an emotional person. I'm an emotional being. Okay. One of my goals just... this year is to make a PowerPoint of the things that I need and want all on one thing, and then just mass send it out to my family and be like, pick one thing from this, and I guarantee you, I will be so psyched if you get this for me. <laughs> I'm already telling you. Let what me the make it is. easy I'm, for you. Man, Just buy me I'm, something on this list. Yeah, but uh, I definitely want to tell you guys from a male's point of view, at least a a you know an older gentleman's point of view. I'm 39, like I said before. I have a family. I'm, I'm you know I, I'm the king of seven. So I truly, if I truly say I don't want anything for Christmas, I truly mean it. I, I do. I'm a gentleman. I I don't want anything. And the reason why, check it out. The reason why is because I'm happy seeing my family happy. I will break my neck to get them whatever they want and whatever they need. They, their, their lights work, the, the power work, everything work that they need works. Everything that they want works. So I am internally, personally, internally happy that they have what they need. And as a, as a father, as a, as a, as a, you know, a husband, as a, you know, a provider, that is truly my gift. That is truly like. The universe has truly blessed me with the ability to do that. So I, I very often tell everybody, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, don't get me anything. If I, if you ask Captain Sutton this, he'll tell you the same thing. Like, don't get me anything. I'm just happy to see my family happy because I know there's a lot of families out there that are not like that. They're, they're not blessed the same way we're blessed. They're struggling to make it ends meet. Uh, or, or they have everything, but they're not happy. You, got, you know what I'm saying? You can, have, you can be rich, rich, and not be happy. And you have everything you want and not happy. My, my family is, is blessed with both they have what they need they have what they want and they're happy so i'm happy now yesenia always c- cuts through the cracks she always finds her way through the cracks and she might see me like like general said she might see me throughout the year struggling with something um i just deal with it right as a gentleman i just deal with it um and, and she'll be like you know what he you know he's struggling with that and she will buy me something that I never even thought in my mind to buy. Like I, I, I just dealt with it, right? I just and those gifts to me hit me the harder than, I don't know, buying me all this cool stuff that you see in the background. I got that, right? 
But she was like, I got you a blanket because I'm used to seeing you. You're always so cold when you're playing your ex, uh, your uh, PlayStation 5. And you're always stealing the kids' blankets. So I'm going to buy you your own. And it's like this mink, almost feels like mink fur coat made out of giraffe. I'm just making it up. I don't want Peter on me. I'm just letting you know like how exquisite that bad boy is. I was so comfortable in it. And I was just like, you know what? Dang, man. Like That hit very, very hard. And I hold on to it. My kids be trying to take it from me. And I'm like... <laughs> No, I don't have much in life. This is the only thing I got in life, right? And I, you know, I, I value it. Just like General said, I, I value it because where it comes from, like where the intent came from. And it was only $35, you know, or something like that. So exactly. I just want to throw that out there for you guys. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. So with that being said, I think we good. We good to wrap it up here. So let us uh, proceed on. Cadet General, please transition us to the next Sweet. Next up, we will have the GMCA's Q&A's for the POC and Cadre. The CyberCamp Internship in San Antonio is a PDT opportunity that will be held in San Antonio from the 5th of August 2024 through the 10th of August 2024. It is due COB 29 April of 2024. If you have any questions, please contact Cadet Dudek for more information. You are listening to Hypercast. Here comes the next segment. Alrighty, everyone, we are back. We're now going to be hitting on the GMCA questions. Unfortunately, our GMCA's uh, Cadet Royal and Cadet Stevens are not here, but filling in for the questions that we received is Cadet Walborough, so go ahead. So Cadet General is going to be taking away the questions, and then I'll be giving them some answers. Sweet. Um... Perfect. So, like uh, Cadet Bicero said, our GMCAs are unable to attend. So, the first question for Cadet Walborough and then anyone who else wants to inject their answer, um, what does Cadre really expect out of cadets in any AS level, aside from the three main points of academics, fitness, and cadet performance? Yeah, so I, I think that's a good question. Uh, and Captain Sledge, feel free to add on, obviously, as the Cadre perspective. Uh, but what I've seen uh, through my time here, and obviously when we talk about the three main things, we're addressing academics, physical fitness, and cadet performance. So I want to start off by saying at every level, there's a basic set of skills that I think you should be building upon. And that is really your character uh, and your, the way you carry yourself and treat others. That is something that cadre will, will always look at. Uh, as an officer, you, you have to be an individual of extremely high character, and that is consistently evaluated. Uh, whether you think it's being watched or not, it is. Uh, and if you, that's, that's something that once you cut it, it's not coming back, right? If you lose that character, if you lose that honor, as Colonel Young likes to say all the time, there's, there's no recovery. Um, so continuing to develop that and develop your character and develop who you are as a, as a person and being someone of high moral character is something that cadre are expecting at every AS level. Uh, so let's talk about AS level specific. I think that's a good way to look at it. So 100s, right? Just be a, a hardworking, motivated, uh, and involved individual. Sponge. Right? That's, that's the requirement. Be a sponge. And we say that all the time, and it's, but it's more than that. Work hard. Put yourself out there. Have a little bit of fun. Um, but really what Kadri is looking for is for you to become the best teammate you can and you to learn the fundamentals to the best of your ability. 
Because DNC is your weapon system in ROTC, uh, and they're looking for you to learn that, and learn that well. And if you can do a really good job learning it your first semester, I promise you're in a good place. But on top of that, really just those teamwork skills. As a 200, it changes, and we move fast. As a 200, it's, it's really initiative, decision-making, and problem-solving skills, right? Now you're in a position to lead. You're not going to be a direct leader. You're not going to be the, the POC flight commander, right? But at the end of the day, you are going to be tasked to make decisions, make good decisions in a timely fashion, stick with your guns and do them, have the initiative to speak up, help others out, make those decisions, understand when that needs to happen. Um, and really just it's a combination of those things, right? And solve your own problems and, and help mentor the, the lower class, right? That goes into continuing to build your skills as a really good follower. Except now instead of just kind of being there as a 100, right? And learning and helping where you can, you're transitioning into really trying to be an active follower and kind of leading within the team, right? Because it's not just the leader who has to lead all the time or who gets to lead all the time. You as, as a subordinate in a team can absolutely lead within your own right. That's really what being a 200 is. It's, it's learning that. And it's especially having a, a excellent cornerstone of the skills that you've been taught and that you've been expected to learn. Regardless of the quality of your LAB curriculum, you've went out, you've learned the things, or you haven't. Uh, as a three, AS300 Captain Sledge, I'd like you to talk about the POC perspective because I'm a POC uh, and I don't really think it's fair that I comment on what Cadre expects or what my POC supervisors would expect as a POC because that's where I'm at. So, sir, if you'd like to talk about uh, 300 and 400 perspective, I'd appreciate that. Also, don't forget your 7 and 800s because they, they matter too. Yeah, 500s too. Yep. So, your 500s, obviously, those are the folks who didn't make field training the first time. We expect you're still in the GMC phase, but you know a little bit more. So we, amongst all the other things, is to take everything that you learned and the extra that you have gained and be a mentor to those 200s and those 100s. I think, can I jump in on that too? Mm -hmm. As a 500 too, um, maybe you didn't go to field training, not because of your cadet performance. Maybe that was really stellar, but you had something else that you needed to work on. I think that's also your time to continue to focus uh on ROTC, but then also um, shift a little bit of your focus, not saying to completely remove it from ROTC, but to shift it onto the area of work where you need it. So that way that you can get picked up for field training the next round. Um, continuing to be a leader, as well Walboro and uh, Captain Sledge has said, but remembering to really focus on what you need to get done in order to be able to be picked up. Yeah, so it, it is literally a trial because a lot of people who – get uh do not get selected for psp and become a 500 become demoralized they become they go they, they're down uh they're sad or whatever but that is a trial of resiliency uh are, are you willing to get yourself up dust yourself off get back on the saddle and not only get back on the saddle but lead others who are who are in your path and tell tell them where not to go and again it might not all have been bad it could have been dot it could have been medical something that you had no control over um you just didn't get picked up this round so can you literally do that and, and, and lead others and be like almost like we kind of kind of mentioned, like a semi-POC? You're not quite there, but you know a little bit more than the average Joe. So use that, uh, use your talent, use your knowledge, and, and get people to the other side. That's, that's 500. For 300s and 400s, for those who have made, who are POC, 
Um, they and they're they're getting ready to transition. Okay, not only use the skills that you have, but you are sharpening those management managerial and leadership skills. You wear the same uniform that I wear. You are contracted like I am contracted. I expect you to put on the like to put on the attitude as I have. To walk, try try your best to walk as I walk. Right, talk as I talk. Uh, meet your commitments as I meet my commitment to you. I expect you not to get it right the first time, not even the second time or the third time, but eventually you will get it to the point where you you kind of have an image of who you're going to be, a CGO. I'm a CGO. You're going about you're about to be my peers in a couple of years. So I expect you to at least try to walk and talk like that because you're literally going to be right next to me in the battlefield, to my left and to my right. If you can't do the basics, you can't sharpen your leadership skills, then we got a problem. That is what we're trying to evaluate. It's not just being a sponge. It's executing all those team building skills that we have uh, given you. And you're literally impacting people's lives immediately. A lot of people do not grab that concept that right after field training, you have direct impact on someone's life. You literally can tell if they continue with the program or they don't. You have <clears throat> you have the power to determine for somebody if the Air Force is or Space Force is where they want to be or not. Based on your your attitude, based on what your your willingness to to show up and show out, right? You're not just having a good attitude. You're executing like at a at a high level at all times. Thank you for your flipping service. Let's go, right? A lot of people don't grab that yet. They don't grab it until they're in the battlefield and they realize, oh snap, I'm true. No, you were in charge of somebody's life two years ago, but you didn't pick it up because you were, oh, I got it's about me, me, me. It stops being about you as soon as you become a 300. It is not about you anymore. You you have to get out of there. The sooner you realize it, the 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 quicker you get it, the quicker and more motivated you are. That's what I expect from my 300s and 400s. Get up, get your boots on, pull your laces up, and let's go. We don't have time to be worried about you, 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 right? Because it's not about you, you, you anymore. It's about them. So let's let's go. Let's let's flip and go. So the 700s, 800s, man, there's this dip in performance, like because they 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 all their friends are gone. These are your scholarship cadets. These are your stems who who have to stay an extra year. And it's not it's not punitive or anything. They just got to finish their degree. But most of their people are gone. They 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 and they they have a certain feeling. They their people are they're just gone. They they feel alone. They they feel, I got to do one more year and all my friends did four. So they lose a little bit of effectivity sometimes. And they come a little bit demoralized. It's like the same feeling as a five hundred, but not really similar, but not really. Again, I hold you up to the fact that you are you wear the same uniform I wear. You are under the same contract I'm under, so you need to get up in there. I know that you have an extra year, but you can you can make a choice at this point whether you want to actually get in there and, and, and continue to help out or you want to downfall. I've seen both, right? We've all seen both. We've seen the, the 700, 800s who keep, stay in there in the thick of it and, and continue to escalate and, and go up in their performance, and I've seen people who went down. Right. And as a result, they're not with us anymore. And it's sad because, you know, they didn't live up to that expectation. They felt some kind of way and just got lost in the abyss. OK, I can I can understand a 500 filing feeling that way because, you know, whatever, but not a 700 and 800. My expectations for you all are way higher. You are closer to me than the 300 and 400 is. So um, that's kind of what we expect there. And, and I think we're short on time. So. I'll leave it at that uh, so we can transition to the next uh, 
the next segment here. Uh, okay, so we got two more questions um, real, real fast. But uh, what advice would you give to someone first joining the military, whether it is enlisted or an officer? So I think, Captain Sledge, I think you should be able to be able to hit this the best because you've done both. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Yeah, Go ahead, yeah, Go ahead Sledge, I'd like to talk about a byproduct of that being entry into ROTC uh, when you're done, sir. I think that's also okay. important. Yeah, I think an ROTC one would be perfect. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm going to go ahead and use the ROTC perspective. I'll let you guys jump in there, but this is on behalf of uh, Captain Sutton. Uh, when you put in your application, don't lie. That's crazy that we have to even say that. But case in point, um, this this person it was trying to enter Air Force ROTC perspective cadet, put that his GPA was 2.0. So Captain Sutton was like, mm, was like let me let me see your two, let me see your, your transcript. And it was like 1.96. Obviously, you're not, you don't have, obviously, one, you lied, and two, um, you need a 2.0 to join this program. So don't round yourself up. It is what it is. So that's already the, the zero to 60 to find your way out at the door. All right. So but I'll let you guys go on that perspective. I just want to give Captain Sutton's plug out there. He really wanted me to say that. So when you come in, either enlisted or officer, come in with an open mind. You must come in with an open mind. You can't be already come in shut down. Well, I'm from this and I'm from that and they ain't going to do this and they ain't going to do that. You're going to do it because that's what you signed up for. So whether you can handle it or not, you can cut it or not, speaks to your resiliency. It speaks to your character. But you, if you care about this, you're going to get this training, right? Because we got you got to get you from point A to point B. So come in with an open mind with the fact that we're not here to hurt you. We're not here to crush you or, or, or you know, you know, Buckle you under the pressure, right? We are trying to plant you. We are not trying to bury you. So, yes, the pressure you will feel will feel like you're getting buried. But I promise you, we are trying to plant you so that you grow out of it and you realize that you're stronger than you were. But we can't do that if your mind is closed. We cannot do that. So you need to open your mind and understand that you don't know everything. You know nothing compared to what the world is, has got in it. So... Come in with an open mind, whether you go into ROTC training or Lackland basic training or Maxwell OTS or whatever the case, or the academy. You need to come in with an open mind. If you come in with a closed mind, it was going to shatter and you're going to get sent home with nothing. Absolutely. I think that's great. Um, Cadet Walbert, did you have anything to add on that? Yeah, so I want to talk about the entry to ROTC as uh, that's kind of a byproduct into joining the military. Uh, whether it be, you know, hopefully commissioning or that leading you to a more desirable path of being enlisted. And when you enter ROTC, I, I think the, the three big things that you need to enter with uh, is one, as Captain Sledge said, an open mind. You're going to experience, you're going to learn, you're going to feel things that are uncomfortable and that you've never seen, experienced, or felt before. Uh, and those are absolutely there to challenge you. They're meant to be that way. They're going to be that way. And you need to be resilient enough and in the first place to even stand against, stand against the wind, stand against the wave that, that is the uncomfortability of new things. And if you can't do that, then unfortunately you're not fit for the U.S. military. And it's, it's a test for a reason. Uh, the second thing, and I'm a big one on this, I know I've probably said it four or five times on the show, but is the ability to work hard. Is the ability to say and understand that I am joining something that leads to a very desirable career, but at the same time, that career is also in pursuit of national defense. 
right? It is, at the end of the day, hey, it might be awesome that I get TRICARE and BAH and a really cool paycheck and I get to fly fighter jets. Yay, that's fun. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it's, it's so much more than that. It's that if, if, if anything bad ever happens, you are there. And you are the difference between, you know, the, the, an airman making it back home, a, you know, a, a battalion of, of army infantrymen not making it out of a cannon. And that is so real. And I think sometimes we forget that. And if you can establish and understand that mindset now and apply that toward the things that you do in ROTC, and what I mean by that is understand that I am working hard now, I am putting in now, I am learning and experiencing and growing as much as I possibly can, despite this kind of sucking, despite me having to do a mechanical engineering degree at the same time and never having time to do anything I want to enjoy, I am doing it for a very good reason. Uh, and the third thing, obviously, being a really solid time management. Uh, so being able to get things done is one thing and have a positive work ethic and a good mindset toward that but also being able to manage that accordingly. Uh, a lot of y'all are gonna be coming in as college freshmen or maybe with minimal college experience. Um, figure out a plan, figure out what works with you. What works with you. That's really just trial and error. Uh, but make sure that you can, you can do that and do that well so that you have enough time to do what you need to do for school, do what you need to do for ROTC, and do what you need to do for you and yourself. Uh, and as long as you can do all three of those things, uh, I think you're at a really good starting point. And the rest will kind of teach you and guide you too. Um, my plan awesome. Point... Oh, oh, yeah, go, go for it. <laughs> I would say my point is going to be specific to those that are coming from different cultures and different upbringings, because I think that's also very important um, going into the military, not only enlisted, but officer. But you will notice that, you know, maybe your family is not the best, is not the most supportive, right? And there's different things that are, you know, knocking in everybody's heads of like, why are you doing this, et cetera, et cetera. So my biggest thing would be find your support system, whether it as that is RTC folks, you know, your cadre, you know, talking about how things are at home, because it can be difficult. It's hard to do something if you don't have that support system compared to your peers or even people can come at me. But even consider going to CAPS. I know UNLV is not the only one that has CAPS, something to help with the counseling, but something to get things off your chest or even help you and your family go through these different, you know, change in mindsets, because it is it's a different culture mindset change. Um, so just consider what is best for you and your family. Know that what you're doing is not wrong. You're just choosing a different route that is not the most familiar, and that's okay. Um, but just do what you can to find your own support system because sometimes it won't be your family. Let's just put it that way. That's awesome. Yeah, and I definitely agree. Um, unfortunately, we are running out of time today, so we can't get to that last question. But thank you, um, everyone, for putting in your input. With that, um, coming up after this last break, we will have Captain Sledge's um, kind of close out for the season finale. Okay, and we're back. We are going to start out with Captain Sledge's closing segment. But before we get into the closing bit of it, I have one last question for him. Um, kind of a rapid fire question, answered as quick as possible. How can someone who struggles to say no? to things, learn that it's okay to say no and not have to take on everything. All right, so that's really, really easy. So a lot of people will struggle to say no because people just add stuff on your, on your plate, especially those who are really good at what they do, the ones that do work hard, that do what, what Cadet Warburg says, hey, they work hard. And it, you start becoming dependable. So everybody you know, depends on you. So they start adding stuff onto your plate. 
how when do you when you when do you say enough is enough right and it's hard if it's hard for you to say no some people just say no i can't do that i can't handle that hey and more props to you but what about the people who who struggle to say no that's easy you have to repackage it in a, in a way that's still not quite no but people understand that you're saying no for example no but or no or yes but or yes if right so if you add that whatever that caveat is that usually helps people like say no without saying no for example hey as i was wondering if you could do this for me yes if you provide some more people for me to handle this why because you know, if, if I do this by myself, this is going to require a lot of bandwidth and you're not going to get the product that you're looking for. I got a lot on my plate. So you didn't tell them no. You told them yes, if. Right. And that's different. Um, yes, but. Right. Hey, I got this going on. Is there a possibility uh, that you can do this? Yes, but I need you to understand that blank. Right. I got a lot of things going on. It's, it's going to take a little bit more time than what you're asking me for. So I'm saying I can do it. But the timeline in the financing that you're giving me is not necessarily adding up to what I can give you. So if you add those caveats, you're able to have that full conversation and you might be able to find out that that person who's asking the question might be able to bend for you and give you that extra bandwidth. Or they might say, that sounds like a no to me because I need it right now. And let me go try and find somebody else. So the answer is you have to be able to stand up and say no. But if you can't say no, then you say yes, if. Yes, but and you have a conversation with these people and they get the point that says, OK, they're saying no without saying no. Does that make sense? Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Thank you so much, sir. Um, and lastly, we'll take it off to I think Captain Sledge mentioned some reindeer games. Yeah, well, you know how this goes is uh, normally I do my closer remarks solo, but I definitely want to do my closer remarks as this is a season finale and we're going to be heading into uh, season two, which is going to be. Uh, explosive and phenomenal but uh, one thing that I want to make sure you guys understand before I even get into the reindeer games is be safe during the holidays and do not spend the holidays alone that is totally lame like that's the lamest thing you can do whether you're an airman soldier sailor cadet whatever the case may be don't be alone uh, it's very traditional in the military uh, active duty especially that commanders first sergeants chiefs uh, flight commanders they open their homes to those who are, 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 you know, who are stuck at, you know, at base or whatever. Uh, whether they're airmen or whatever, most of them, airmen don't have leave. Airmen don't have money. They, that's just two essential things that they need in order to go home or they're trying to save up. A small little family might be trying to save up. So a lot of times we open up our homes. Too bad we can't exercise this during ROTC, but there's an avenue for you guys. Um, but I want you guys to focus on that because your active duty people are doing that every day. They say, hey, I get it. You can't go home. You don't have no money. You can come on to our house. You can watch the game with us. You can eat the turkey with us. You can bring a couple presents. We can, we can just have this feeling. Because some people, like Biostero said, are family-oriented, and they feel they're missing that family part of their lives. You are that family. That's you. That's where you come in. Whether we're domestic or abroad, whether we're deployed, we're all doing this at the same time because we're all in the thick of it together. So do not stay in the dorms by yourself that's totally lame somebody has an open door just walk through it all right um i just want to leave off with that okay just make sure you guys get that in your head for you rotc cadets cadre can't really play that game with you guys but you guys can play that with you with each other right some people cannot go home your reno folks they can't go home with you or whatever the case may be or all across the united states all across the enterprise just 
tag somebody and say, hey, you got a place to go home? You got a place to go home? You got a place to go home? Oh, you don't? Okay, man, you can kick it with us, man. We're not doing much. We're just going to be sitting here, kicking back, doing whatever. Just offer that and somebody will be more than happy to join. They will really appreciate that. They will never forget that gesture. Um, so just keep that in mind. Okay, so pivoting to that, we just, we're going through the holidays right now. So I wanted to end this season uh, with some cool reindeer games to keep you guys laughing on the way out, all right? Uh, uh, right into finals, okay? So my first question for you guys is uh, we all come from different cultures and everything else like that. There's different things we do and not do in our homes or whatever. So I want to question you guys on what things not to do certain, during certain events. So, because uh, that will literally throw your family into chaos. Okay, so my first question uh, to you all, and I'll lead off, is what do you, what is the thing not to do at Thanksgiving dinner? Okay, so my first thing is don't go to Thanksgiving dinner, finally get promoted to the big kid table or the big people's table and actually have an opinion that year. You don't get to have an opinion that year, okay? <laughs> you sit there and you listen, okay? Because it depends on what, what age you are when you get to the big kids or the, the big folks table, the adult table, okay? I, that could be 18, that could be whatever. This big stuff talking, this big things happening over here at this table. You can't just get over there at 16 years old and say, all right, well, big mama, I got an opinion. You, you be quiet. You be quiet and you sit down and you listen because you don't know what you're talking about. You just got here. You got to give a flat out year before you have anything to say at the, big, at the big people's table for sure. You shut your mouth and you just listen. All right. You just got here. What do you guys got? We never had a little kid's table like that, so I've, I've, that's never applied to me. Um, but I think for my family, because my family's kind of divided on politics, some of my family are Democrats and some of them are Republicans, so I think my biggest no-no is politics or anything election-based pol politics, what's going into like the House of Reps or what's in the Senate, like any, any sort of policy, stuff like that, that's a no-no because, good Lord, that happened a few years ago and my grandma like lost it on my uncle because my uncle <laughs> loves to play devil's advocate especially towards her and so it was just a it was it was chaos uh, did you ever throw a grenade in there at the time hey how about uh definitely not but my family <laughs> thinks that i like they when i was younger um they think that i would make a really good politician because i'm very persuasive and also a little bit manipulative so <laughs> they would always talk about that they would always be like if, if just let general talk like yada yada she'll be the politician so okay cool so let's let's not talk about politics Biasteros, what, what are we not right, doing so at your what, at your table so one, we don't do any casual wear. If you're coming for our Thanksgiving, you're supposed to be wearing your fancy dresses, your fancy skirts, a nice um, guys where you're, you know, el elegant. You gotta look elegant. Two, okay. don't come empty-handed. And if you do come with something, don't make it be like a $5 cheap thing. Cause we're like, we're not here making turkey for Europe. So they're like a whole bunch of things that takes time. Don't hear like, just get us something that you know, we did, you just took five minutes to get at the store. Like be considerate. And then three, when you come to our house, say hi to everybody. When you leave our house, say bye yeah, to everybody. Yeah, say if bye not, people everybody. are going to be yep. like, you have no manners. What are you doing? Yeah, this where's your upbringing? Gonna... Who's your mama? Conversation yeah. <laughs> topic. Once you leave, we're going to be like, we're not inviting him next year. Or like, Dang, yeah, I, I know that <laughs> tradition. Yep, you got to say hello. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. All right, all right. Wabra, well, what you got? What are we, what are we, what are you, what are you not going to do? I mean, honestly, like, we're pretty chill, uh, so there's really only one I can think of, um, and that is, like, 
there's people that have assigned dishes, and it's just it's understood mm-hmm. that you okay. can make this the best, and this is your thing, and you're making. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's you just know you just you just know, um, and so if that line is crossed, uh, it's seen like you're trying to one up that person. Uh, it can it can get pretty ugly. There's been a few where it's oh. like ooh, like ooh, like it's about to be like a like a rap battle between dishes. Right. Uh, oh, right. It, it's been it's been crazy. I brought. But yeah, hey guys, I brought the mac and cheese this year. Wait, what? Who? No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. And then, and then it's a, it's a chased who? off, and but yeah, yeah. That's, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Good. that's not your job. That's not your job this year. They're like leave that in the car. But if that person wins, okay. if they one up them, they're now. They're yeah, now then 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 uh, they gotta be responsible every year to bring it. So that's macaroni what you and cheese for. off. The macaroni and cheese off. There you go. All right, Wade, what you got? You got anything over there? Um, I do. So our thing is, you don't touch the food till it's all on the table. Because we make everything in steps, and like we said last episode or whenever, we do prime rib and stuff that requires you to cook in the smoker, which lasts all day. So if the sides are done and stuff, and they're sitting on the counter staying warm, you don't touch them till they're on the table. Mm-hmm. We have, like, a little charcuterie board, and we do snacks. That you, those are the only things you can eat. And if you touch the mac and cheese or the potatoes, they get a little taste before you get smacked to the back of the head. So that's kind of... That's our good one. Okay. Cool. So I got a couple more before we go to the next question. All right. So what you're not going to do is overstay your welcome. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is over. Okay. Y'all just hanging around. You got some relatives that just Get hanging out. around. They won't say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to go take the off these pants. Let's, let's go. Yeah, the, game's, the game is over. I'm tired. What are you still doing here having a conversation about when the ice cream man is going to come next? I am not interested in when the ice cream man is coming over. You got to leave. Do not overstay your welcome if I am hosting. There should be a universal Thanksgiving time thing that allows you to say, look, wow, woo, yeah, mm-hmm, ice cream man coming through. Look at the time. Anything past All the games like are seven. Yeah, it, you got to go. So don't overstay your welcome. Okay. We already talked about this earlier, Cadet Walbro. Don't mess up your side dish. Don't let's not do that. If you got an assignment, it's probably because you're good at it. So stick to it. Don't do anything Most dumb. Potatoes. Oh, oh, the big one, the big one. Don't get don't get too drunk at, at the at the Thanksgiving oh, dinner. Yeah. Don't get too drunk. You know how many family secrets is coming out? You know how many family secrets are coming out? Look, look, look at right. You know how many family secrets go? Why are you hugged up to him? That ain't your yo daddy. You say, oh, here we go. Here we go. That's when the politics start like, happening, too. And you just oh, like, that too. Up. See, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't get too drunk over there, you guys, if you're of age, of course. You're not doing that because all the family secrets is coming out. Okay, we are not Jerry Springer. We are not doing DNA tests today. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that this year. So make sure you guys live that out safely. Okay, okay. Last question, you guys, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. What is something that you are not doing at the holiday party? I will lead this one off. Do not come to the holiday party all dressed up and then use your chlorophan shoes as your your you know as the as the as the as the finisher. Okay, I've seen this before. You got a nice suit. You got a nice suit on. You got a nice time, and then here you come with your military chlorophans on. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're supposed to have a different pair of shoes on. Why do you have your chlorophans on? That makes no sense. Okay, got it. Go find yourself some other shoes to wear. You're not in uniform. Okay, it's a holiday party. Don't do that. Okay, what else are we not doing at the holiday party? 
This one's a toughie, and I think it's the same for everyone. I think everyone's trying to think. This one's easy for me. This is like. Well, I throw yeah, I throw out another one. Hold on, let me get one in. Oh. Okay. I think, and this is like any other part of your event. Okay. Where if it's a holiday party for work, it's a week. You don't talk about work. Like, there's so many hours in the day to talk about work. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't talk yeah, about you talk work about at work. the holiday party. You don't talk about Ratsy or blah blah blah. There's nope. You X, do not. Z That's bombs. Like a rule. Save that for later. Simple one. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a rule. Like, if you play reindeer games, like, one of the rules is always, like, don't talk about work or, like, you get your beads taken away or whatever. You go into the penalty box. You can't. Mm -hmm. That's, like, absolutely a rule. Another one. Okay? Who you bring to the the holiday party totally matters. All right? Why I say that? Do not bring an escort, okay, to... to, Hey, look. Do not bring an escort. Why are you bringing an escort? You couldn't find somebody else, a date to take you to the, the holiday party? Well, you can't. Go by yourself. Okay, I we have seen this. They what what mistakes you make at the holiday party will be stuck with you into the next holiday party. Okay, so do not bring an escort. I've seen this before. If that's what you want to do, that's what you're gonna do. But understand, you're gonna be talked about into the next holiday party. I think for me, something my family will avoid doing, um, like an unwritten rule. We do white elephant on like Christmas Eve type of a thing. Um, if, if you guys know what that game is. Don't bring oh, a yeah. boring or re-gifted item to the white elephant <laughs> because, one, you can tell it's re-gifted or, two, if it's, like, a lame idea. Because, like, you want to find those, like, uh, I don't know, what like, small treasure, treasure trust gifts that are funny. Like, it's a gag or it's, like, might actually be useful, but, you like, you wouldn't buy it for yourself. Bring, like, a genuinely well-thought-out, like, white elephant gift. Is that that extra sketch I gave you last year? Yeah, Is exactly. That extra... <laughs> like that's that extra... I know it because it's green. That is... Normally they red, they're green. You just gave it away. Exactly. I think, I think ours is whatever. If Grandma says wear an ugly Christmas sweater, you're wearing an ugly Christmas sweater. You got to pick one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you you will not. Don't try to be cool not and not, not wear one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Big, yeah. Big, yeah. Grandma knows best. She runs it. So you better do whatever she mm-hmm. say. I'll be in there with my Wu Tang, my Wu Tang ugly sweater. I haven't got mine. It was so awesome. I love that. Yeah, man, ugly sweater's cool. I go hard. All right. I would say. So um, okay. I would say mine is is so there's like a lot of traditions in like the Hispanic culture, right? Um, Whether you're here or you're like back in your original country, so like Mexico or something. But we have so many traditions and things that we do, and like I think the biggest thing that throws us off once. Let's say we have an external guest that comes to our house, whether here in Mexico, and they don't want to partake in those traditions. And we're kind of like, bro, then why are you here? Like, leave. The door is right there <laughs> because they're they're so festive, you know, whether it is like singing songs or um, we I celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. And then we stay up till 12 a.m. to finally open up the presents. And then like around mm-hmm. we do like a bonfire afterwards. We we typically go to sleep like around like four AM, like five AM and then it's like <laughs> you know, we don't really do anything on Christmas. But if we're over there in Mexico, it's like a whole bunch of like going down to every single street, uh, people are giving out uh, food, drinks, money, toys, like every single house and like if you're one of the guys like no I wanna stay home because I don't want I don't wanna be part of this. It's kinda like You guys know how to party. Yes, there's just so many traditions, you know, when somebody is like closed minded you're like We'd rather you not have come. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. He, you know. He he don't do that no more. He he too big for that now. So yeah. He, oh look at him. Yeah. He don't. Yeah. So 
It was like, yeah, there's the door. No, it's cool. So, and I'm I'm glad I was able to celebrate that, um, or at least talk about those celebrations amongst you because you guys all have different cultures, different backgrounds. We are a very diverse uh, group of, of individuals, uh, but uh, that speaks to uh, the entire enterprise and what you guys are joining into. Um, and, and I'm so glad that I get to spend that with you guys, uh, and, and which was our you know most of us our final our final year here. But uh, I definitely want to just send out a last you know, last uh, message out there to everybody. Again, do not spend the holidays alone. Be safe out there. Talk to somebody who's different than you. You might learn something different from them and it might change the trajectory of your life. So with that being said, again, happy holidays. Happy Merry happy Christmas. Holidays. Happy, happy Hanukkah. Happy Robotica. Happy Monica. Happy. happy all of that. All right. From our family to yours here at Red Alert. Make sure you guys come back home safely. All right, we are signing out. Red alert out.